You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Vix. Hey there, gorgeous soul, it's Vix, and this is another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. This one is going to be a solo ramble, so it's just me. It's going to be shorter than the other ones. Uh, Grab a tea if you want to sit down and chill and just kind of hang out. If you're on the go, that's cool too. I love podcasts for like listening to them when I'm on the go and doing other stuff like everyone's so busy right now like we barely have half an hour to sit down and listen to a podcast so if you're out and about hi I'm excited that you've chosen to like hang out with me while you're doing your stuff and if you are hanging out with a cup of tea or whatever then go you that's awesome uh so what I wanted to talk about today is I wanted to talk about energy And I want to talk about being an empath, what that means, what that looks like in the in the modern world and kind of some of the things that are going on with that. So if this is the first time you're hearing the word empath, first of all, I just want to clarify that being an empath can mean something different to everybody. There is no like dictionary definition of what an empath is. There's no like, these are the 10 traits of an empath. If you tick at least eight, then you are an empath. <laughs> uh, while, those, while those posts and those things can be useful at times, uh, being an empath, it, just, it, can, it can manifest in so many different ways and it can feel different for everybody. So I don't want to kind of start this podcast with any kind of idea that this is what an empath is. And if you don't identify with these things that I'm saying, then how dare you call yourself an empath? Because I feel like that's what it's about. The general gist, however, of being an empath is that you're sensitive. You're sensitive to energy. You pick up on other people's emotions. You are kind of like someone who can walk into a room and you just straight away know if you want to be in there or not without even anybody saying anything or anything going on you're just like whoa like the energy in here is funky I do not want to be in here right now Um, other things that can happen when you're an empath you can feel very overwhelmed (laughs) by information by the state of the world Um, you can struggle to watch the news you can find social media very overwhelming and draining you can be in a situation where it's just you and a friend you walk in there feeling normal Uh, by the end of the conversation your mood has totally shifted you feel grumpy you feel negative and it's only kind of later that you realize hang on is this even my stuff (laughs) as empaths we tend to kind of act like sponges and we we pick up on everything that's around us And there are so many different things to talk about with being an empath. And I don't want to kind of make this whole episode just a big long ramble about what it means to be an empath. Um, But the general gist is that, that we're sensitive to energy. We're picking up on loads of stuff and we're being affected by it. And we often, okay, I'll tell you a little story about, about when I started to realize that I was, that I was an empath was when I was working in a job in a normal job (laughs) 
and I would do all like my meditation and work on my energy, um, protect ground, clear myself, do all of that stuff before work. I'd walk into the, into the building and my energy would shift like straight away. Just like that. I would be, I would feel like a different person. I'd be negative. I'd be bitchy. I'd be moany. I would, yeah, basically just be like a super negative Nancy all day long. I walk out of the building, get back in my car to go home and I'd feel kind of fine again. And I started to notice that it was like, I was these two different people. I was the me who who was at work, who was bitchy, moany, negative, um, always complaining about stuff. I was that person at work. And then when I wasn't at work, I was actually pretty positive and optimistic and hopeful. And I had dreams that I was working towards and all these other things were going on. And I started to kind of question that. And I kind of started to be like, why am I so down when I'm at work but when I'm at home I'm fine and of course the first thing that you think is like well maybe I just don't like my job very much (laughs) but actually I didn't really like didn't really hate my job like my job was pretty fun um and it was only when I kind of started to notice like the people that I spent a lot of time with were really bitchy moany and negative that I began to realize (laughs) that it wasn't my stuff like I I realized that in truth I am not a bitchy moany negative person I was just kind of sponging up all of that stuff and another thing that empaths like to do is we like to mirror what other people are doing because we're sensitive and we can see how other people are feeling and and we're doing all of this subconsciously by the way it's not like we're choosing to do this or deliberately doing this to ourselves but we we want to make people around us happy and we think that if we act like the people around us then we're going to to please them and they're going to feel more comfortable and they're going to feel happier so there's a lot of stuff there's so much just like the more I start talking about this the more I realize this is like a whole episode in itself (laughs) um but yeah there's like there's just so 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 much to say but if you're feeling like that if you're kind of feeling like yeah there's some like people that I hang out with and I feel really weird and different when I'm with them um you might want to have a think about that now there's this idea that being an empath makes you special and makes you different and it kind of does but at the same time I have a belief that every single human being on this planet is an empath that it is our natural state of being to be open energetically to be able to pick up on other people's energy to be able to read the situation in a room like these intuitive abilities, this is our natural state of being. And when people are not empaths, like when people are very, um, I don't want to say blocked necessarily, but what a lot of people do is they build big walls around themselves because because they're sensitive, because they're scared of getting hurt, um, because they don't know how to navigate through this crazy world. And so I just want to kind of talk about that for a second, because 
sometimes I see people having these conversations in the spiritual community about like, yeah, I'm an empath. And, and it almost kind of feels like, oh, we're a little empath crew over here. And we're like the highly sensitive people. And we're just going to sit here and talk about like how hard it is to be sensitive. And it is, of course, it's really hard. Um, but it concerns me a little bit sometimes when I see like a special nurse kind of coming through. And you know what? I'm sure I have done this myself. When I first found out that I was an empath and I first kind of resonated with the term and I was like, yeah, I tick those boxes. That's me. Um, it did make me feel special because it made me feel like I knew who I was. You know, it made me feel like I had a little community and I had people around me who would get me. And it did give me that kind of like special feeling of like, there's actually nothing wrong with me. This is just, you know, this is who I am. And I can be in this little club and this little gang and these people over here get me. And that's really important to have that. So, so important. But I hear, I hear this term all the time about energy vampires. And this is something that I really want to like talk about. I feel like this, this conversation might go in a totally different direction than what I planned. That's okay. I'm open to going wherever we need to go. But yeah, energy vampires is like, it's this term that we use for people who kind of suck the life out of you. Like if you're an empath and you're open energetically and you spend time with these people who just seem to always be taking your energy, drawing out your energy, um, making you feel bad, like <laughs> really harshing your vibe. Um, and then there's this there's this term that people use called the energy vampire. And I, I used to use that term myself. And it's only been like in the last year or so that I've kind of questioned that and been like, hang on a second. Like, <laughs> first of all, as empaths, it's our job to protect our own energy and to create some really good freaking boundaries. And that's something I want to talk about today. Um, I actually pulled a card before I started this podcast and I pulled the boundaries card. So we're, if we don't, if we talk about one thing, we're going to start talking about some boundary stuff. But yeah, it's interesting how we like to play victim. And there are times and places where we do need to be, we do need to see that we are a victim and we do need to move through that. We do need to see that somebody else has harmed us. Somebody else has hurt us. Somebody else has done something to us and we need to move through that. There are other times when somebody is harshing our vibe, sucking our energy, <laughs> making us feel kind of bad, crappy, whatever. And we need to go, hang on a second, maybe I need to have some better energetic boundaries here. Maybe if I had some better shielding going on and I had some better awareness of what's happening with my own energy, this person wouldn't be able to affect me like this. And also generally like this term energy vampire is so negative. <laughs> it's really, really negative. And if you're a sensitive person, um, you know, we're so, we're so susceptible to negative energy. Like we can spend time with, we can spend like two minutes with a negative person and we can be down for the rest of the day. When we get negative, when we point somebody else out and say that person's an energy vampire and they're taking my energy and they are doing this to me, um, it's really disempowering. So that's just my little pep talk on the term energy vampire. And of course, you got to go with what resonates with you always. Like with everything I say, 
this podcast is really just a ramble on some of my thoughts on this stuff and you are so welcome to agree or disagree. I think some of the most exciting conversations happen when people disagree. Let's hang out in the Spiritual Journey Pit Stop group. I will put the link in the show notes and come and chat about this stuff. Like if this is if you disagree, please come and let's like let's talk about it. Let's open up the discussion. Uh, but I found it to be a negative term and I, I have found in my empath journey that the more compassion I have for other people, especially those people who are cut off, who have built huge walls around themselves, people who are just like have completely shut down their heart chakra, when I have compassion for those people instead of feeling like, oh, why did they say that about me? Or like, why did that person try to take my shiny energy? (laughs) When I try to have compassion for those people, it is a form of boundaries and it is a form of energetic protection to have compassion for others. Because when you look at somebody who is trying to harsh your vibe and you say, wow, I feel so sad that that person has cut off their heart chakra. I'm going to send them some love and pray that they find their way back. That is so much more powerful and so much more protective than sitting around going, oh, I got to protect myself from all the energy vampires out there who are trying to suck my energy out. (laughs) That's just in my experience. That's just what works for me. But I feel like whatever we're doing with our with our energy, we have to find that empowering place. Otherwise, our energy just keeps disappearing and it just keeps going down. So, yeah. Okay. That was a really long intro in what an empath is and I've hardly even covered anything. Um, <laughs> but what I really wanted to talk about was about some of the stuff that's affecting people who resonate as empaths. Like I said, I think everybody is an empath, but there are people who are who are blocked off, disconnected, putting up walls, who are not going to resonate as being an empath because that's not where they're at on their journey. There are other people who have opened their heart chakras, <laughs> whether consciously or unconsciously, um, and we're kind of working out how to navigate this. How do we navigate through this world that is so full of people who are cut off? disconnected how do we navigate this being being empathetic like how can we be sensitive people when there's just like so much I guess what is negative energy out there on this planet and so this is where we come to boundaries but before we kind of focus on some of the tips and tricks that I want to share with you today um, I want to talk about the collective energy and this is something I talked about in a email that I sent out a couple of weeks ago and I had a really positive response. Like so many people were like, oh my goodness, I never thought about it like that. Um, and that is the the idea that we are all connected. We are all connected, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and there are ways to... Um, to disconnect and we're going to talk about those in a second but there is this thing called the collective consciousness and the collective consciousness really just is like you know the group the group consciousness that's on the planet right now and there are little pockets that are doing different things but there is like a kind of main theme as it were of thoughts and beliefs 
on this planet right now. And as sensitive people and empaths, we can tap into that very, very quickly and very easily. And most of us will be able to be discerning about when that's happening and we'll be able to say, well, hang on, <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't my stuff, this isn't my belief. And we begin to, the further, further along we go down this spiritual journey, like we begin to kind of get a lot more grounded and clear about what our own beliefs are and not just our spiritual beliefs, but our beliefs around everything, like our beliefs about what it means to live a conscious life, our beliefs around um, how we should treat each other how we should look after each other. And then we kind of tap into the collective consciousness and we're like, what? <laughs> like you guys are thinking something really different <laughs> right now. Um, I noticed it the other day. I, I hardly ever watch the news now. This is one of this is one of my big boundaries. I don't like to watch the news on TV. And for a lot of people, this isn't a bad thing to stop watching the news. It doesn't mean that we're disconnecting and that we are not paying attention and that we're not aware of what's happening in the world. It really gets my goat when people kind of point the finger and say, well, you're a spiritual person, so you should be aware and you should be like, you should be an activist and you should be watching the news and you should be going down there. And for some of us, that's our path and that's our purpose and that is our role. And for some of us, it's not. And that's okay. So whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling like, you know what, Vix, I want to watch the news every night. It makes me feel informed. It makes it makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel like I know what I need to do in this world. Then please keep doing that. If that's your role, please keep doing it. But if you're like me and you turn on the news and it just pulls you down, like for me, when turning on the news, it feels like this. It feels like a fishing line is coming out of the TV and it's hooking into my solar plexus or my heart chakra or wherever it can grab at that time. Solar plexus kind of feels more like where it is. It's like a fish hook going into my solar plexus and then it's pulling me in <laughs> and it's pulling me and pulling me and pulling me and I can't get away from it. And it it drags down my energy. It makes me feel it, – it doesn't just make me feel negative. It makes me feel like the world is just like we're just driving off the edge of a cliff <laughs> There's nothing I can do. There's nothing any of us can do. We're all screwed. And that's how I feel when I watch the news. And so for my job that I do, which is, well, I do lots of different things, but um, mostly I hold space for other people and I help people to kind of reconnect with their souls and their, their purpose and their path. If I, <laughs> if I allow myself to start to think that there's no point <laughs> that we're all screwed um that really prevents me from doing the work that I need to be doing for people so I need to make sure that I don't get into that energy what I find really frustrating about the news as well is that there's never any there's never any information or education or anything given to you for like ways that you can help you know this is one thing that I find really frustrating about about news in general um which is why I tend to get most of my news from social media. Um, 
I also look online for news that way I actively sit down and go, okay, I'm ready to see what's going on in the world rather than just like turning on the TV and it's just coming at me. Um, I totally forgot my train of thought. It will come back around. These podcasts are so hard to do when I don't make notes because I'm just like, I'm just rambling for half an hour and I'm surprised that I ever like any of it actually makes sense by the end of it. Um, but yeah, the news on TV, like I, I can't do it. Like I just can't do it. It's not good for me. It's not good for my energy and, and that's okay. Um, and if you're, if you're the same, like it's okay. It's okay to not watch it. It's okay to get your news from other sources. It's okay to even have some time away from the news. Um, oh, that was the thing I was going to say. I knew it would come back around. Um, it's like, I would really love the news to say, this is happening in this place. Here's what you can do. Here's where you can send some money. Here's where you can donate something. Here's some action that you can take. But they don't. They don't give you any like action steps. They just give you a whole lot of information about how terrible everything is. And that doesn't work for me. And that's why I like social media because very often when you see the news on social media, there it will be like a charity sharing something and they will say, hey, like we need help with this. Um, and to me, that's that feels good to me. Okay, so, <laughs> so let's talk about setting some boundaries. And I've mentioned this already about not turning on the news. And it's not just the news though, it's also... Um, it's also paying attention to what you're consuming, what you're watching on TV, advertising, what you're reading, everything. Like we talk so much about what it means to be an empath in relationships and what it means to be an empath when you're at work, what it means to be an empath when you're dating someone, when you're married, when you have a family. We talk a lot about those relationships and how well, you're always picking up on other people's stuff. Uh, this just happened to me the other day with my partner. Like we were both in the grumpiest mood and I was like, is this yours or is this mine? <laughs> we couldn't work it out. <laughs> like, I don't know where this came from, but we're both we're both in it now. Um, sound familiar? Uh, we talk a lot about that stuff. We talk a lot about the interaction that we have with each other in that way and how it affects us as empaths. We also talk about going to the supermarket and how that feels as an empath or going to the city or going on public transport and how that feels as an empath. We don't always talk about the things like social media, TV, advertising, all these other things that we're consuming, all these other things that are coming into our energy field. And they're happening, they're do it's, it's working in exactly the same way as if we were sitting opposite someone. When we turn on the TV, it's like picking up the phone to have a conversation with someone. But we're not just picking up the phone to have a conversation with a friend. We're picking up the phone to have a conversation with the collective consciousness. And while it is important to sometimes do that and connect with the collective consciousness because we're part of it, like <laughs> we are part of it, whether we like it or not, sometimes it's good to know what's going on out there. Um, I find it really useful when I'm doing readings for like doing a reading on Instagram or doing my readings for uh, YouTube like I always kind of tap into the collective energy mostly I try to 
I try to tap into the collective energy of the people who are going to see the post or the people who are going to watch the the video. But it's the same kind of thing. It's like, okay, I'm just going to put some feelers out there and kind of have a look at what the general energy is like at the moment. And when we do that and we do that consciously, we often find things like, wow, it's very fearful at the moment or people are really losing it at the moment. People are feeling really angry at the moment. And that's the stuff that we can we can pick up on. So when we are tapping into the collective energy unconsciously, we're just opening all of that up to ourselves and we're opening up that cord. We're attaching that cord to us and the collective and we are attaching to the fear, the anger, whatever else is happening out there on that day. So my tip for you, if you're struggling a bit at the moment, you're feeling like totally overwhelmed, is the first thing is to start to be conscious of just how much you're picking up, just how much you are absorbing, not just from the people around you, but also from TV, from social media, from advertising. And that's not just advertising on TV or magazines. It's like billboards, everything that's around you. We can't avoid this stuff, but we do need to be conscious and when we start to become conscious of it then that's when we step into our power like that's how we can be empowered and navigate through this crazy 3d life as empaths and as sensitive people this is where the power comes in it's when we know when we notice Um, I've noticed a lot lately just how much I'm feeling called to not be on social media I love social media. Social media is like my favorite thing. Um, I'm a Gemini. I'm all about communication and ideas and like social media is like my favorite thing. You know, I I love just like hearing other people's ideas, sharing my ideas, talking to people. It's so fun. But if I'm not careful, I can get social media burnout and I can start to feel like that cord is not going away. It's like, Every time I open my phone, the cord reattaches. I close my phone and it's like the cord's still a little bit there. (laughs) And the more I look at my phone and do it, especially the more I look at my phone kind of unconsciously, the more that cord just begins to stay open. So one thing that I have started doing is having a social media free day where I don't look at any of my social media accounts. Um, And that has really, I've really felt a shift in my energy since doing that. And it's also helped me to not be so obsessed with looking at my phone the rest of the week. Because it's like I have a little detox on the weekends now. And so come Monday morning, it's often like, you know, 9, 10 o'clock and I haven't looked at my phone yet. It's like, oh, that's exciting. That's cool. Um, And also things like, And this, I have to be honest with you, I don't do this every single night, but I'm working towards it, uh, towards putting my phone away before dinner and not looking at it again after dinner. And then I don't look at my phone again until work the next day. There are things like this that we really, really need to do to make sure that we are 
able to tune into our own selves and into our own guidance, our own intuition. People ask me all the time because, you know, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping people come back to themselves and helping people to be able to listen to their own hearts and their own higher selves and their own guidance. And people find that really difficult. And a big part of the reason that we're finding it really difficult is because we're bombarded with so much information. So many things are coming at us all the time. Like every time we open our phone and start scrolling, we're disconnecting from our guidance unless we're doing it really consciously unless you are very aware of you know what I've got five minutes I'm just gonna have a quick look on Instagram like that's okay (laughs) I'm not saying don't go on Instagram like I love Instagram I'm still gonna go on Instagram but there's a difference between picking up your phone every half an hour and mindlessly scrolling do you ever like go online and you you're sat there like scrolling and then you kind of have this moment where you're like, wow, I can't remember why I got on my phone. I don't know how long it's been. What is happening? And it feels like, (laughs) it feels like you have no idea how you got there. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I've had, I've had that feeling and it just feels like, wow, I'm doing this without being aware of what I'm doing at all which is very different to, you know what, I love to have a half an hour scroll after lunch. It makes me feel really good. I say hi to my friends. I comment on their stuff and um, and just check in. It's cool and I love it. That's really different from like I just can't stop picking up my phone and scrolling. And it's the same deal with TV. And one other thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly to Um, about the collective is that we all kind of need to be a little more discerning about what we are consuming in terms of what we're watching and what we're reading and that that's going to look like something completely different for everybody some people can handle a lot of violence and gore and guts on the telly and if it doesn't phase you that's okay you don't need to you don't need to change anything if that's not phasing you But if you're starting to feel like you're more and more sensitive to that stuff, then just notice that and start to kind of make some decisions about what you're consuming based on not just what you feel like watching and not just what on what everybody else is watching, but on what you feel like is going to kind of fill you up and entertain you, not just on a mindless 3D level, but also on a soul level. And like I said, that can be different for everyone. Um, One show that I love watching that I feel like is very aligned with my soul at the moment is Heartland. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's a Canadian TV show about horses and about this family that looks after horses. And it's still dramatic and there's still lots of things that happen in it. But it tends to be not very, um, not very violent. I mean, there are like occasionally violent things that happen, but... It's not that violent. It's, um, I don't think there's any swearing in it. Like, it's just really nice. And most episodes kind of like wrap up. Like there's something that kind of gets resolved by the end of the episode, which kind of leaves you feeling like, okay, cool. I can stop it now and it's going to be okay. Rather than those shows where you always feel like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? And you're constantly kind of on edge. And that's just like, that's just an example that something that works for me. But I think as empaths, as people who are really 
open, sensitive, like we need to find these things that feel good for us. We need to find the things that fill up our souls and we need to avoid the things that make us feel really low vibe. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. What I really wanted to say, I guess like the main point, if I had to kind of, if I had to summarize this huge long ramble, thank God I don't have to. Um, the main, the main point is that we all need to be more conscious that's everybody, no matter how conscious you are, no matter how much of this work you've done, there is still more to do. Um, but we need to start to be more conscious about what we're consuming on social media, on TV. When, we look at, when we're looking at those billboards, we need to stop kind of looking at everything and just accepting it as it is, <laughs> like just absorbing it, absorbing all the programming. We just need to get a little more conscious and just say, hmm, hang on a second. Like what's really going on here? Like what am I really, um, what am I really doing? And I highly recommend if you're somebody who's on social media a lot, which I am, uh, I highly recommend like a social media detox I tend to have Sundays as my day off social media. Sunday feels quite good as a day off because it's like the day of rest, right? Um, I'm actually going to try. I think I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to see how I feel. I'm going to see how I feel. But I've been feeling called to do a whole weekend off social media. So if I do that, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, But I think it will be really good. And yeah, like the times that I've done it, you know, like you always think all this cool stuff's going to happen on social media while I'm away, but you log on on Monday morning and nothing's really happened. (laughs) Nothing's really changed. Like there's a few messages in your inbox, but it's like, oh, okay. I didn't need to be here. Like the world didn't end because I didn't turn up on Instagram for one day. So yeah, have a think about your boundaries, have a think about what's going on for you. I always feel like these conversations, and this is the intention that I put into them as well, is like, I'm just having a bit of a ramble, but really what I, what my intention is with these, with these rambly podcasts is that it's just really holding space for you to have a think about what's coming up for you, just to kind of let whatever your guides and angels your intuition, what are the messages for you about this? Because we're all different, we're all experiencing it differently and we've all got different things to um, different things to learn and move through and we've all got different ways of navigating through this 3D world. And all I'm really doing is giving you some suggestions and sharing what works for me but I feel like in all the space in between my rambles there's loads of different stuff coming in for you um, through your own intuition. So as always, trust what you get and ignore what I say if you get something different. Uh, so yeah, so that's it from me. I hope this was useful in some way. Please do come on over to the blog post where, um, we can have a chat in the comments, um, or you can come to the spiritual journey pit stop group and we can have a chat there about, about the stuff in this podcast or like anything really. Um, Yeah. And if you do find these useful, if you do find these interesting, please do leave me a review on 
iTunes podcasts um, because if you leave a review, it helps other people to find it and there might be other people out there who could use this information too. And that's it from me and I'll see you again soon and I'm sending you so much love and light. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.